0: This is Zash Raymond and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast.
1: Baby, you're a firework. Come on, let your colours burst. Make them go, oh, oh, oh. You're gonna leave Fulham falling down, down, down. A bonfire night poem by J-Mac. Welcome to the Fulham Focus Podcast. My name is JMack, of course, your host, live from a hipster coffee shop, drinking an oat milk Cortado and refusing to be served a plastic lid. Right, I called it right again, didn't I? I said last pod, I couldn't tell if we were going to lose or draw this one. Complete and utter hullabaloo. One week, it's Scott Parker out, another it's Super Scott, and now it's Parker out again. Join me, Matt Dom, and Marty Ward to discuss this terrible result and a terrible weekend for sport in general. Here we go. Fullham. Right. Well, um, I'm not sure if you heard that. I certainly did. Um, Did you hear that, Matt? Dom? I mean, what an absolutely disgusting thing to hear.
0: Well, you've ruined my Monday night now as well as my weekend. So thanks for that. (laughs) That, I mean, that's the worst thing. It's terrible for football fans to hear, isn't it? at your I home see. ground losing 3-0 and then <laughs> <I> mean, Marty <laughs> on, have you I don't, seen I've this? got nothing to say
2: yeah unfortunately I have uh, the terrible video that they did uh, they st- probably better st- off to eye of the tiger
1: I mean I, I think it would have been a li- I don't get it they start using their paws they start like clawing they start doing this clawing action as they sing it it's ridiculous it's ridiculous grown
0: men who have wives and children I must yeah. add uh, are doing that and I mean, I, I, think... I can't work out if without without that if it would be reasonable. I think it's fairly. It's a fairly well, it's... decent chant, isn't it? I, I don't but then know. Ruin I mean, it I... With the with the, <laughs> <England> <laughs> tiger bollocks. It would be it would be
1: it would be funnier if they all started jumping up and down and started singing the wonderful thing about tickers. You know, that would be good. But um, excellent. All right, guys, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about this awful awful football match. All right, we'll start with the lineup. So. Everything, I don't know, we went for, it said on paper it was a four-two-three-one. We had Harrison Reed, and, and Johansson as a sort of double pivot, whatever the fuck th- that means. But yes, Knockhart remained on the bench and Bobby Reed started again, but only lasted a half and, you know, still hasn't scored. I mean, would you agree that Scott Parker still hasn't decided on his first choice fund free, Mr. Dom? I mean, to have, you know, Knockhart on the bench shows there's a collective management failing, don't you think, potentially?
0: I, I think so. Yeah, I, I thought he had decided. I mean, yeah. as good as Bobby Reed is and has been in this in this league in the last few years, I think it has to be Kevin Knockart, doesn't it? I mean, they've yeah. they've shown enough. I think earlier in the season that they can, if they're on their day, they can tear teams apart. But he almost seems to be trying to fit Bobby Reed in just for the fact that he's he hasn't played very much and. Mm. I think we've discussed in the pod before. I think a lot of us agree that Bobby Reed potentially is one of our best eleven players, but it doesn't seem to work. The whole team doesn't seem to work together when he when he's there. He's being fit in in positions where he's not comfortable, and I'd I'd just rather you know play two wingers and a striker in that formation.
1: Yeah. I mean Marty, what are your thoughts? I mean is it's probably Reed now done for do you think as a winger? or do you reckon we'll see him there again? There is just it is the sort of scattergun sort of feeling that we have more players than we need in certain positions and it just feels like once again you know knock on the bench shouldn't really be happening in my opinion. What are your thoughts?
2: It's like the uh, the kind of a broken record we start that we still don't know who uh Scott Parker's best 11 is. Maybe we he start- doesn't either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we, we're this far into the season, we still don't know. And it's, it's kind of like the scenario with the England football team. You have all these quality players, but you've got to play them all in the right positions. You know, we all want Bobby Reed to score. We all want Bobby Reed to play, but what's his best position? And, and it's, it's becoming infuriating. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, why do we not have a settled 11? And that doesn't help.
1: Yeah, and I, I noticed actually a couple of times, I was with my mate watching the game, uh, the match live, and Bobby and Cav just switched a couple of times. They, they they switched from, you know, Cav on the left and Bobby on the right, and they switched around again. So it just seems like, you know, there's sort of, there's a sort of very chancy sort of vibe going on there. But who knows? I mean, let's talk about the main issue here, and it happened very early on. This is the injury to Joe Bryan after a collision with Bowler, or Bowler, or... or who cares? But well, what are your thoughts? I mean, because it's inevitable that it's the one position we haven't got enough cover in. We always said if Joe Bryan gets injured, we're done for. He's injured, and we were done for. I mean, <laughs> what are your thoughts, Matt Dom on this? I mean, it, this is now a position that has left us incredibly exposed.
0: Yeah, it's a big worry because um, certainly earlier in the season, he was one of our. He's been one of our better players going forward. Um, he creates a lot of chances from that. Uh, from that left flank and it's a different kind of attack than the two wingers that, that play in front of him. Um, he he can cross and it's just a different option that we've got. Le Marchand gets a nosebleed when he gets anywhere near the halfway line yeah. attacking. He's he's absolutely awful. Um, and, you know, he takes his off the ball too much at the back as well. So if he has to play it at, uh, at the, on the left flank for any extended period of time, I'll be worried. Um, I don't know what the answer is. If I, I don't think we've heard yet what um, the state of Brian's injury is, but hopefully it's not too bad. But I don't know what's the other option, I suppose, Adoya on the left, but I've got a real problem with full-backs playing on the wrong flank. I know Adoy started as a left-back and he joined us as left-back, but yeah. I hate it because you lose that <laughs> width. The player, They have to come inside to, to play on their stronger foot and you lose that width and that's what uh, Joe Bryan went out. So I don't think that that would help us at all. Um, Yeah, I think we're in real trouble if um, it turns out he's out for a long time.
1: Well, I mean, we don't know the extent of the injury yet, but Marty, I'll come to you on this. I mean, it's actually quite statistically true now. I know, I mean, I got a bit of stick from this from Frenchie on on the group, because... We keep conceding goals quite frequently, a huge, I mean, I'm not going to make up a percentage here, but maybe 80% of the goals we conceded are from that little position between left-back and left-centre-back. Even though a lot of them, granted, have been assisted from the other side, the goals are conceded from there. I mean, every goal we conceded this game was conceded uh, from that position. Is this something actually that was always a problem to begin with, do you reckon?
2: Uh, yeah, but how is this the problem? Because obviously it's it's Joe Bryan's position, and you know as yes. Matt said, it's he's definitely one of our best players, and we've been crying out to have a backup left back. Obviously, Mister Garn was at the game, and every time he turns up to a game, we seem to lose three 0 at home. That's yeah. statistically true. It's really? yeah, it was highlighted, wasn't it, uh, on social media uh, by the amount of goals we've conceded in that one side, and it's it's quite worrying that. What what are they looking at on the training field when they're saying that's where it's coming from the whole time? Like it's their weak point. So is it P players not tracking back to help out in that, that defensive area? Is it because the balls are being whipped from the right into that area? I don't know. I'm not a defensive genius. We have a defensive coach. Why is it not being sorted? I really don't understand.
1: Yeah, it just seems like something that obviously maybe Stuart Gray's running out of ideas of because I mean he's still, you know, meant to be our defensive defensive coach but let's talk about Hull and I don't want to make us sound it we lost because we were awful I think Hull were actually very good in this game I think they completely dominated us with a very good style of counter-attacking and the first goal was pure counter-attack it was Krasicki flying down looked like a blatant I mean actually I'll get your thoughts on this Mr. Dom I mean was this a foul potentially because I've heard people thinking that Le Marchand was pushed um, I didn't see a push personally. I think this was just really terrible defending. I don't think, I, I mean, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be a very generous free kick, I think. Um, it, it was almost like, who uh, was a guy who scored? Bowler, Bowler, as he said, don't really Ballet. care. Exactly. Um, sort of just bounced off him, really. It wasn't a push. He just created a bit of space. The uh, Ball went up in the air, Le Marchand turns his back so he's got no idea where it is. And it ends up going in. But I think um that that's obviously a big mistake from Le Marchand, but before that, I don't want to see Alfie Mawson charging up to the halfway line oh, and yeah. missing a sliding tackle because that's where it started from. Um you know, either gra- you know, grab the player by the arm, take him down, take he- get a yellow card, or just stay stay on your feet and defend it because he was never getting to that ball. I don't know why he thought he was, but that's where it all started. And I know we're we're kind of talking about that position of the pitch and uh, I think Mawson had one of his worst games for us because he was terrible. And I I think he's been okay this season, but that was really poor. I think all three goals, you can actually point to him for a mistake.
1: Yeah, Mawson, I think, you know, I think he's been a bit hit and miss, but he's had mostly a good season up until this point. What are your thoughts on, uh, on Mawson, Marty? And also just... The general feeling of Maxine Lamartian when he came. I mean, he comes on and then he just gets smacked in the face and just doesn't look like he knows what planet he's on when the ball goes in, even before or after.
2: Well, uh, it's it's a hard thing to say. I mean, I feel Maxine Lamartian had a, he was like a deer in headlights, wasn't he? I mean, he just had the awful game. He just, he was turned around for one of the goals where he was looking up in the air and then he looked down and the ball was in the net. (laughs) <laughs> the the Alpha Mawson thing that Matt was talking about is it, it, it was spot on. It was just so reckless. You just see this ball come at the halfway line, and this player comes flying in and completely misses. And you think, who the bloody hell is that? And then you realise it's you know Mawson, and he was just having a very strange game. And I know we've been talking about it before that we have a player coming in called Michael Hector, but if Mawson continues this sort of reckless defending and being caught out of position he's definitely going to be the player he's going to be replacing which you know at the end of the day we spent big money on Mawson and you're kind of hoping he'll be the mainstay in the team just you know a nice solid back but they just sometimes they just like they've never played to it with each other at all at the back
1: yeah, and Mitro seemed to have quite a dodgy game. Tom Curtain, he certainly did. We'll talk about him in a minute. But Mitro should have equalized in the first half, um, you know, in the first um, injury time in the first half. Um, he headed wide from a corner. Now, our corners and set pieces are just not good enough, are they, Matt Domingue? I, mean, I just never feel anything's going to fucking happen from them.
0: No, that's kind of it's been that, that way for a long time, certainly before we went down the first time, actually. Uh, I can't ever remember us being a threat, really, since Breda Hangeland left. To be honest, um, I don't know whether it's the fact that we our, our centre backs have never really been giants since then, but um, yeah, we we just don't seem to have any decent set of piece takers. I thought uh, I thought Knockart's probably the best one we've got at the moment, but obviously he wasn't playing, so you know he can't he can't be crossing them in from the bench. But Mitrovic should be heading out on target. I think it's actually a decent ball in. Um, and he had another chance before that, but then he hit kind of straight at the keeper from an angle. Um, Another day, he might have have got both of those, but really those are only two chances, and when you've got 75% of the ball, you you can't only create two chances, and one of them being from the set piece. I I don't know what's wrong with our corners Uh, and our free kicks. We just, I mean, Alfie Morrison took a free kick from 30 yards a few weeks ago, so that tells you what sort of state we're in there.
1: Yeah exactly and you say I mean I've got the exact stats here 74.9% possession to their 25.1 eight total shots we had to their 10 and we had one flipping shot on target to their five you know zero clear cut chances one for them seven out of 40 successful crosses one out of eight for them you know it just it's it beggars belief how with this style we just aren't creating the sort of performance we should be especially at home. Marty I'm going to go to you let's talk about the second goal I mean literally from their end to ours the prat with the ponytail Irvin, has about you know a thousand meters of space all around it makes a great through ball to two bloody bloody bowen who i told you about matt dom played as a striker today then switched to the right side for this but made a lovely dummy and completely flips mawson and scores this great second goal i mean it, it just we allowed them so much space don't you think marty
2: yeah, it's it's just as I said before. It's almost like they've never played before. It just seems to yeah. be the same continuous broken record of last season. Just well, you we you sent me a link of the uh, one of the highlights, which was the Hull's perspective, and the commentator said another On Tiger yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> they saying it's another comical goal by Fulham conceding. And I was just thinking, he's right. We, we just we're a laughing stock at this point. Like they did, they actually say that. Yeah, I think it, by the time, I think, I mean, obviously we haven't got to the point, but a certain ponytail player getting his third goal, I mean, that literally was just oh, yeah. dire, dire at that point. That's a but, different
1: ponytail. There's two ponytails in that team. It's disgusting. Yeah, I
2: know. But do you know what I mean? It's just, you see someone uh, in that team and you're just thinking, right, well, he we should keep him in, sort of in check. And then unfortunately we don't. We just seem to be just torn wide open. They've got all the spaces. It's kind of like, it reminds me of the Luton game where we should have had that one easily and yet we kept inviting Luton in by making stupid mistakes by holding the ball for too long. As you said, you know, we had the ball for 75% possession and had one shot on target and they had the ball for 25%, had five shots on target to our one. I mean, that right there is something to worry about.
1: Hmm. I mean, what do you think, Matt Dom? Do you, I mean it was quite a good game plan by them. It looked, I mean, it's quite odd. This style of football that we're meant to, the perfect way of playing the beautiful game. It can be quite boring when you actually see it played so effectively when it's counted by them. Do you see what I mean? The counter-attacking done by Hull was fantastic and their passing was brilliant. And not to mention, you know, uh, Jared Bowen.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know what? Jared Bowen's an excellent player. Uh, you were calling for us to sign him at the start of the season, and i t- I don't know whether it was realistic for us to do that um with mm. you know with tom Kenny and the team and and the likes but um yeah he he certainly ran the game um what was the question? <laughs>
1: Uh, don't worry. I just wanted to. I just wanted to be smug about the Jared Bowen. thing. No, no, but no, what, we, what we could do is. I will mean, say that Jared Bowen did switch to the right hand side for this game. Uh, for this, for that goal. And why is that so important? Because it was to make room for the six foot four Tom Eaves. And now let's talk about his goal and the third. You know, this is the most. Just tell <sighs> me about it, your to? reaction. No, you have to. It's awful. Oh, like, it's
0: one of the worst goals I've, I've ever seen. That's <laughs> see. And there's a hell of a lot on that list, but yeah. I, I, this guy was running around up front for Gillingham last season, and that <laughs> League One is his, League One is his level. We scored quite a few goals in League One, but there's no chance he's a Championship player. And a to leave him free, I don't know what um, I don't know whether it was Mawson or Le Marchon who was supposed to be marking him. But they're just sort of let him run free. Maybe they thought this guy's rubbish. He's not going to score if, if Betts make this, makes this save. But mm. first of all, I mean, the save, Betts needs to be putting it somewhere else apart from the feet of a, of a striker, I think. It yeah. wasn't the most powerful shot. Just sort of try and push it around the post or or away from danger. But that's, that's not the big problem. And then <laughs> and <laughs> Tom Eves tries to control it and falls over. But he gets enough of a heavy touch on it that it rolls into the net. And then, bets or more, some one of those has got to be stopping it and then they end up getting in each other's way and no one digs it out from under the bar and they've given up and <sighs> know is that it. I'm yeah, pretty much I, done up. I think
1: that's fine. I'll go to Mike. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it was Jared Bowen who actually did all the work up until that point, and then he takes a shot at Marcus because Jared Bowen's amazing. But he took takes a shot at Marcus <laughs> Bettinelli, and it ricochets of Marcus benley and then it just Tom Eaves tries to control it as you say, and then just falls over and managed to tap it in. And this is when we went three at the back, so we had three centre backs. So Tom, like Jared Bowen, went. Th- Past three centre backs like it was no one's business. And you know, bets let's talk about I mean well, I don't know. Well
0: I will say so one one thing to add to that. I don't understand yeah. how we have so much of the ball, the other team, when we you know, when we've got 70-75% of the ball are uh, are sitting back so much. How does it end up that we're always caught out three against three at the back? Surely we should have. Mm. men back there where, where's the where are the runners defending I, I I don't understand where they disappear where the midfield goes I don't know
2: it just seems like we're massively exposed and open at the goal at the back indeed they run like there's no one there marcus bettinelli obviously tries to do his best to save it while morson's running towards him and takes the worst deflection ever for a player mm. who's falling down mid-air like Matrix-style in slow motion and managed to somehow get his head to it for it to roll into the... you know, It could have gone about one mile an hour into the goal and it would still roll in. <laughs> it it yeah. was just awful. It really was. It was just like, that just sums us up at the back. It really does. It was just... Well- not
1: well I could I could tell I could tell you what I've never seen so many people leave a stadium at the same time until that moment it was quite extraordinary. like everyone was just like oh, I'm done and Like everyone just left it was it was I mean it was funny but also really tragic um Betts's reaction obviously you know it's a terrible goal to concede and you can see him I remember vividly, you know, you could see in the highlights as well of him just sort of like, you know, just rolling back on his back, just being like, oh, give me a break. I think his confidence must be really shot now. We've had the whole debate about a new goalkeeper in January, but it's looking more and more likely, wouldn't you say, Matt, Dom?
0: I mean, it's looking more and more likely that, that we need one, but yes. I, I honestly don't I don't think we'll get a new keeper in January. Okay. Um. I, I, <laughs> I can't say exactly why, but I just—I get the impression that it's not seen as a problem area, even though personally I, I think it has been for a few years. I don't think—I don't think, think Bets is good enough. Uh, I don't think he's a top of top of the championship kind of player, or or a Premier League player, which, which is what we kind of need to command the defence. I—I um, mm. I think our main defensive problems are, are come from the fact that we don't—we don't really have a holding midfielder. Since, I mean, Kevin McDonald kind of held that. When it was McDonald, Kearney, Johansson, we had Johansson as a runner, we had Kearney as a playmaker, we had McDonald just sitting there. We don't have that. We we sort of play a more kind of two central midfielders and when they're Arter and uh, Harrison Reed uh, and Stefan Johansson, take your pick out, two of those, they work hard, they run a lot, but they're not very positionally aware. And mm. I think that might be where our main problems is coming from. We, the Other teams can find that space in that position where, you know, where Tom Kenny would be if he was playing for the other team. Mm. And, and we're really exposed in that area of the pitch. And obviously the defense will then, they can either go, for, go for the ball or back off like Mawson did for the second goal. And it ends up, you know, they can't, they can't do the right, make the right decision because they're so exposed. So yeah. I think that's probably, I know you asked about the keepers, but I think, I still think we need a proper holding midfielder.
1: I think you might be right. I think you're definitely right. And, you know, it's a, the first goal with Mawson making that high tackle at the halfway line suggests everything that they, we are exposed in that area. You're quite right. Um, Marty, what are your thoughts? Because Kearney had a really off day. I mean, his passing, particularly in the first half, was poor. I don't think he ran particularly much. I mean, does he only influence games when he's scoring, do you think? I mean, I've heard rumours that him and Mitro arrived to the cottage looking very bummed out, but that was just from Danny Boy. I'm not sure. I think he heard it from someone else. But what are your thoughts on Tom Kearney this game? Pretty, pretty poor show from him, though.
2: No? Yeah, if he plays well, we play well. Uh, I think the only contribution he did was where he fell down in the penalty area. We sat had- down. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, almost. I, don't, I can't even figure out how he fell back. He didn't seem to protest about when he was down either. We've had sort of two times where it looked like we had penalties, but yet you don't see anyone moaning about it on social media. So you just know it was just one of those games With like, Oof, I can't even even vouch that was a penalty. But yeah, he was just disappeared. Mitrovic seemed off as if Danny Boy is right that, you know, there's something not right in that. those two coming in, then what's going on in camp? You know, it's yeah because, um, but at the moment, it's just what speculation, I suppose. Oh, it's but, just a
1: sexy story. Danny loves a sexy story. We all know at, that.
2: Going on the goalkeeper front, I just feel like, I think you're totally right. I think Marcus Bettinelli is running loan confidence. Rodak is probably going to be running loan confidence. Uh, with you know, can we bring a keeper in? I don't know. I, I think due to financial fair play, that might might make it a little bit difficult. I don't know if we can bring someone in on loan, but then who do you bring in? We haven't had a solid goalkeeper since what Swartz. So, but yet again, it's another broken record of something we keep talking about. Yeah.
1: And with that, we'll, we'll move swiftly off. So, let's talk about. I mean, we've talked about Kenny had a bad day. I mean, I think, I mean, Steph Joe and Harrison Reed. Harrison Reed, for all his, for all the team's flaws in this game of like being just generally terrible and shit, I thought Harrison Reed was doing, inc- doing all the movement he could for what he, you know. But there was a moment where, Johansson made an absolutely classic Stefan Johansson tackle. Do you know what I'm talking about, Marty? Do you see that?
2: Pretty much, Steph Joe being Steph Joe. I mean, that's it, it what you great. missed. It was. Yeah. And, and the thing is, Harrison Reed. I've I've really enjoyed him coming into the team. I think he's been a really good player. And even when we were playing poorly, I felt he did well. But seeing that Steph Joe thing just made me smile. Basically,
1: yeah. And you know, it's quite a strange one to actually. One of the best highlights of a game is when, is when your player nearly could potentially injure another player and we all find it quite arousing as Fulham fans. It's quite odd. But yeah, and look, I'm going to raise a question to you here, uh, Mr. Dom. Do you think there's ever a case for dropping Mitrovic for the benefit of the team? Or are we just going to run him into the ground for the out of these 46 games? I mean, do you think there's a potential that we should maybe ever so often replace him in the 80th minute just to bring that something extra on.
0: Yeah, this is a good point. He he plays an awful lot of football. Yeah. When when Fulham are on a break, he's bagging goals for Serbia, isn't he? He plays about two or three times every time there's an international break. Um, and then obviously international tournaments in the summer. Um, and he's still pretty young. He's playing a lot of football. I think I think definitely uh, it's, it's tricky. If you asked me a month or two ago, I'd have said Mitro is the first name on the team sheet yes. and and he probably is yeah but when when we're struggling to break down a, a compact defense and you've got two inverted wingers and it all gets a bit cramped up there what you need is someone who can run in behind and stretch them and Bobby Reid is that is that player and it's not he's not a winger he's I see him I see him playing alongside Mitro really um, but if it's a replacement for Mitro, then then so be it. As a, as a different option, but he he needs to play up front for me. And and I think I think we've got a really good option in Bobby Reed, if we want to mix it up and go a bit more direct and go a bit more you know over the top or behind the defence or something just to create space because we're passing it around. We're passing it around. And you look at the third goal before they scored. There there was no movement. I think Ak had the ball and no one really wanted it, and then he sort of fell over, and then they scored from it. But that that really summed up how it gets if we when 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 we get clogged with the ball. Um, a runner in behind will keep the defense on their toes, and yeah, I, I certainly think there's a there's an opportunity to rest Mitro and and play Bobby Reed instead.
1: And I think a huge, huge feeling from all the fans. I read a couple of tweets from certain people. Uh, Leighton Williams take a bow. We're too slow in moving the ball forward. So other teams know they can drop deep and set up defensively. Then in the final third, we want to play too many little passes, particularly across the pitch, instead of putting crosses in for Mitro. That's one. The other one is possession with a purpose is great. This is from Mr. Keith G. Uh, Possession with a purpose is great. We seem to have it for the sake of it. We actually look scared to take a higher-risk ball now in case we lose possession. In essence, we're becoming an easy team to play against as teams allow us to pass amongst ourselves in no-risk areas. And another one is we're so slow in the build-up. Teams are compact, and it means we just pass across the box more and more. So it seems... And I've just heard it from a lot of mates outside the game afterwards that it is speed that is the problem. Would you agree speed is the problem, Marty? Because sometimes that doesn't actually count because we're still not taking chances. Does that, does that go hand in hand with the speed problem of our game, do you think?
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like I, I feel like a lot of people, when you're kind of leaving the ground, are people are saying there was just nothing created up front. You know, yeah. and. Considering everyone said when we signed Notkar and Ivan and Mitra, you think, oh, my God, look at this. This is is going to be deadly. And yet, do you actually remember anything? And the thing is, it's almost like teams sit back, wait for us to just make that mistake by all the possession that we've got. Like Matt Don was saying, if you had someone like Mitrovic being like the Bobby Zamora type of striker holding the ball up, then have Bobby Reed as like the Andrew Johnson striker to run on the balls that he keeps up and passes on, you know, work something like that. But for some reason they just want to play Bobby Weed Reed at the site, you know, as a winger. I just it kind of beggars belief that we just need to we need to change this plan. Like this plan is not working. It's just, you know, teams have sussed us out. And uh as I say, we're we're just it's another game where we could have won it at home and been a lot better in the league and instead we're sliding down the wrong side of the league because people have sussed us out.
1: Do you think that Parker is not giving players the confidence or the mental freedom to take chances better, Matt Tom? Is it a speed thing? I mean, what do you think Parker needs to do now to slightly up his game because the clock is now very firmly ticking through him, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as you guys know, I wasn't, a big fan of appointing him in the first place, um, but I don't think I don't think his time is running short. I, I I can I imagine he's got quite a bit more time to sort this out. Maybe a defeat at Birmingham might start putting him under a bit of pressure, but um, I, it's it's really hard because it's sort of as we've said, he's trying to squeeze Bobby Reed into the team, and it, it it's not working. It was working a bit better when it was uh, Metro Cabin out up there but it's sometimes you just need to be a bit more direct and change it up I'm not saying long balls forward or anything like that but it's we need more runs in behind and and yeah that probably does tie back into the speed issue we don't have a lot of pace and I think one of the most damning stats actually against Hull was we had something like 46 crosses I think it was some, something ridiculous like that Um and they had they had eight it just goes to show that we pass it around, we pass it around, we pass it around. Run out of ideas. Oh, Mitro is quite good in the air. Let's see if he can get a goal by by lobbing it into the box. and it, it doesn't work. And there's a real lack of ideas. And I, I don't know, I don't know what Scott mm. could do to change it. To be honest, maybe maybe it's the wrong, you know, the wrong players for the wrong system. I, I, everything tells me that this this team is built to play possession and attacking, exciting football, but it just doesn't seem to be working.
2: Uh, Well, the only thing I can add to that is just how are we lacking pace when we have someone like Anthony Knockhart and Ivan in the team, who are Mm. like two of the fastest players in the team, and yet we look so slow. And it's just like, why are
1: we so slow? Because we're (laughs) cutting in, potentially, wouldn't you think? Yeah,
2: exactly. And and that's—it's just mad, isn't it? It's really crazy. Like, I was so excited when we signed Anthony Knockhart and Ivan. I thought, oh. We've got two players who can create so much. Just whip a nice ball into Mitrovic and he'll you know he can do the rest. And yet, that's not what we're seeing on the football field at the moment.
1: Yeah, and if you I try and it. replicate, a st- go on, Matt Dom.
0: I was going to say what what I thought we were getting from Cavalero was the the championship version of Ryan Babel. Because yes. we our our fortunes improved so much last season when when we got Babel into the team, and he sort of played off the left, but really up alongside Mitra and they they got a really good understanding and he scored a lot of goals from, from cutting in from the left. I thought we were getting that from Cavalera, but just, it, it seems to be we're playing too much behind in front of the defence and no one's getting, getting in behind.
1: Mm. So I just some tinkering needs to happen, doesn't it? And I'm not sure exactly what he does. It's just weird because you're trying to replicate a style of football that got us promoted with Slav and it's just we had Ryan Fredericks and we had Matty Target and Matty Target and Ryan Fredericks are absolutely not to the same standard as Dennis Adoy and certainly not now. MLM. So we'll see what happens because we don't overlap. He wants a lot more cautious style of play, Scott. Parker. And while you have a cautious, uh, cautious, while you have cautious fullbacks, it means that you know it's all down to these inverted cutting in wingers, and that doesn't do anything for you. So it's it's very strange. It's very, it's a strange situation. Yeah, um, I think the lack
0: of pace is a big one. Like as yeah. you say, teams can. Defend narrow, they can defend deep, and then we we run into into players in the in the box, in and around the box, and Mm. crosses come in from deep, and they can head them away easily and break. There's no, there's no threat.
1: They just know what to do against us now. I think teams just know exactly what to do. I think Hull. I mean, you I watched you know watching Hull. They were so well organised. I mean, you just you couldn't fit a you know a pin through their defense it was absolutely sublime to watch like ironically because I wasn't supporting them but you know what I mean it's uh it's a strange one it's a really strange one I mean I'll go to you quickly lastly on this Marty do you think Matt Dom seems confident that Scott Parker is definitely could lose Brum and still actually have some time left what are your thoughts on that and you've got QPR around the corner if that's a loss or something dodgy as well that could really step things up couldn't it?
2: Yeah, he, and the thing is he's, the pressure is on him, but I don't I, I agree with Dom. I, I don't think he's under under pressure from the Khan's. I mean it probably didn't impress them very much that we didn't win. He had yeah, exactly. And we've had two games now where we've had this sort of situation where we had a goalkeeper go off due to a red card, and now we've had a playoff go off to an injury. So two of those are almost sort of situations where they can go, well, you know, he was kind of dealt with a difficult situation. Going back to what we were just talking about. We're not good at the back as it is, and we're not scoring up front. So if both those situations don't sort themselves out, then of course we're going to get sussed. People are just going to think, well, if they keep mucking around with their ropey defence and they're not scoring, then it's going to be no problem for anyone. You know, we can speculate all we want about who we would like in and, oh, do we want the Slav back and there's another great football. We don't have the flying left back and a right back like you said uh, J-Mac, but it's you know we still don't have a settled 11 yet as well which is you know, how many games does he need and now we've had a rotating goalkeeper situation so you know Ben Eddie made that mistake will Roddick be walking back into the team as he served his suspension I mean it's all up in the air I reckon the pressure is definitely on Scott Parker but we need to show up at Birmingham and at least get three points because we're starting to slide down the wrong end of the table
1: and, you know, we're a third of the way in now. Well, I think we're officially a third of the way into the season and four points from twelve get uh, from potential 12 points in games that were all winnable isn't good reading. But I think you're right. And with that, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think it could just be a case we just still need to get into third gear. There is time, but it is really running out and so is a lot of patience, including my own, because I've always been a big fan of Scott Parker, as you all know. Right, Scott Parker rating out of 10. What would you give him, Mr. Dumb?
0: Uh, I mean, because the players weren't weren't any good, I let them off slightly. But I think it's a four for me. It was a really, really poor performance. I didn't have too much problem with the starting lineup. Although, as we discussed, Bobby Reed isn't a winger. I'd have preferred to see Knockout in there, um, and you know the defense. <laughs> what can you do? I mean, the, the players aren't. I don't think we've got a very good defence, and that's not, that's not really his fault. Um, but the way the game went and the way that he, he wasn't able to change it or come up with any new ideas, it's a four.
1: Yeah, I think I'll go for a four as well. And I just think, you know, for going three at the back was a bit of a dodgy call as well. Now, Marty, what, what was your number for Scott Parker, mate?
2: It's a hat trick for. Uh, nice. I thought his uh, substitutions were a bit strange as well. To be honest with you, okay, uh, I understand Joe Brown one was a forced one, but the other two could have really made a difference. You know, was again, is that an experience thing? I, I just felt the two substitutions you brought in uh, at that point. I was just like, what is he doing? And I think a lot of other
1: people in the stadium were thinking the same you know something that's uh, something that a lot of people say about scott parker as well that his substitutions are found quite wanting at times but guys look let's call it a day there. enough of that shite we're gonna have to just see what happens at Birmingham, and then cry about it then but after this we've got the quiz F-O-M. fulham And welcome back. It's time for the quiz, Danny Boy's quiz. If you're listening at home, you can get a total of 24 points. And for my lovely co-host here, they can get a total of 16 points. All right, we're going to do round one. And round one is going to be called the Harry Arter School of, um, was it this one? Or was it that one? In light of his recent political scandal of <laughs> not knowing. So, very good, Danny. Very good. So question one. Well, actually, first I have to ask, which one of you... I'll go to you, Dom, because you laughed. Which set of questions would you like? Set one or set two?
0: Uh, set one.
1: Set one. All right, cool. Set one, question one. Here we go. Which Ryan made more appearances for Fulham? Was it this one? Ryan Fredericks, Or was it that one? Ryan Sessegnon.
0: Oh. I think I think because we had him in the Premier League as well. I've got to go with Sessegnon.
1: Ding, ding. That is absolutely correct. Very good, sir. That is one point to you. And second question. Both players were capped by France, but which one wasn't playing for his country of birth? So both players were capped by France, but which one wasn't playing for his country of birth? Was it this one? Martin Dejutu, or was it that one, Philippe Christenval?
0: I'm going to go to Jetu. Mm.
1: That is absolutely correct. It was Jetu. Yay. He was from the Ivory Coast, born in the Ivory Coast, and Philippe Christenval was born in Paris. So that's two points for you, Mr. Dom. All right, question three. Last question here. Which local rival do we have the most wins against in all competitions? Is it this one? QPR, or is it that one, Brentford?
0: Oh, that's hard. That's a very hard one. Going to go with Brentford.
1: That's absolutely correct. It is Brentford with 21 wins compared to QPR's 16 wins. Very good. All right, Marty, it's on to you with set two. All right, question one of this one, that one. Which manager (laughs) won more games in charge of Fulham? Which manager won more games in charge of Fulham? Was it this one? Roy Hodgson, or was it that one? Slavisa Jokanovic.
2: Oh, God, that's really good. I'm going to go this one, Roy Hodgson.
1: It's not that one. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it's Slavisa Jokanovic with 64 wins. Roy Hodgson had 50 wins under his belt when in charge of Fulham. So unlucky there, Mr. Marty. but there is time to rectify this. Question two. Who has the more followers on Twitter at the moment? brilliant who has the more followers on twitter at the moment is it this one the official fulham account or that one jimmy bullard don't look
2: (sighs) (laughs) uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fulham i can't say
1: jimmy sorry Oh, you should have said Jimmy because it was Jimmy bullard which is mad. Jimmy bullard has six hundred and seventeen point one K followers, and the official Fulham account has five hundred and six point seven K up until this point. We'll see. Jesus picked that
0: peak, peak <laughs> one up, to be honest.
1: Yeah. All right. So question three. Who has scored more goals for Fulham? Is it this one? Dimitar Berbatov? Or is it that one? Stephanie Hansen. Which one?
2: It's got to be Berbatov, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dimitar Berbatov scored twenty-one goals, and Steffi Hansen has scored twenty-two goals. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. afraid you're wrong. I'm so sorry. Okay, that's That's three nil. Three nil. You shouldn't have said the hat trick earlier. It's gone completely against you with the Parker ring. All right, round <gasps> two. Round two. Focus fortunes. Game of thrown away leads. Dun, 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 dun. So taking it in turns, you have five guesses, each to name the last 10 occasions in all competitions when Fulham have been leading a match but failed to hold on to that lead. So it's basically like back and forth. And all 10, I'll give you a clue here, all 10 have come in the last two seasons. So it's quite modern. You've got two seasons. So it's not like we're going back 50 years or anything like that. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. And we'll start with... We'll start with Marty because he needs the points at the moment. Marty, name a team first.
2: Uh, okay, I'm going to go with the one
1: from last season, which was a game we needed to
2: win last season and we scored an absolute worldie, but we still lost it. And that was Burnley.
1: Burnley is absolutely correct. Burnley, we, Burnley. it was 2-1. Burnley, it was 2-1 to Burnley on January 2019 with a Sherlock wonder goal. You're absolutely right. So a point for you there, Marty. All right, and for you, Mr. Dom, name your team.
0: We're including this season, right?
1: Ooh. In the last two seasons. Ooh. Yes, we are. We are. We are.
0: We are. Okay. Uh, in that case, West Brom.
1: West Brom. Calling West Brom. That is absolutely correct. It was Fulham. Fulham won West Bromwich Albion one in September this year, this season. Very good, Mr. Tom. And Marty, your next guest, please.
2: Uh, I'm going to say Cardiff.
1: Cardiff. Yes, indeed. Cardiff 4-2 on October 2018. That was a terrible, terrible football match. And Mr. Dom, to you.
0: Uh, I'm going to say the other one I can remember from this season. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday.
1: Sheffield Wednesday is absolutely correct. Sheffield Wednesday won Fulham 1 in September this year as well. This is nice. All right. And Marty, second, beg your pardon, third guess for you.
2: Uh, I'm trying to think of a team now that we played this season and we screwed it up against. It's, it's only defeats, not draws, isn't it?
1: I think it can it can be draws. Charlton Athletic?
2: Charlton Athletic. I think we went behind, actually. I might have got yeah. that one wrong.
1: I'm afraid you have got that wrong, is I can't say athletic. It's nowhere to be seen, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Marty. So, right, Dom, time for you to capitulise on this. Third guess for you.
0: I don't think I'm going to. I have to say Brighton. Yeah, Brighton, because that was early last season, but I don't know if there's been others since then.
1: Say no more. Brighton is absolutely correct. 2-2 in September 2018 and we were 2-0 up yeah. yeah that was when everything seemed to go downhill for us last season it seems right that's lovely and for you marty fourth guess for you sir uh i'm going to say i
2: got to say tottenham let i've got random guesses now
1: well you know what that's a very good guess because tottenham is completely correct it was the final score was 2-1 to Spurs at home at Fulham at Craven College. And it was in January 2019. It was the Lorente own goal in that game. So very good. And Mr. Tom, your fourth guess, please.
0: Damn it. That was, a, that was the other one I knew. Um,
1: you have to guess a team.
0: Uh, I think I got one. I think I got Go one. On. Uh, Wolves didn't set any on score, and then they equalised straight away.
1: Well, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, Fulham won, Wolves one, and Boxing Day 2018. Very good. Mr. Tom, Marty, final guess for you, sir.
2: Uh I'm gonna say QPR. QPR, QPR.
1: Hold on. Let me just check this. QPR. QPR is not on the list for the last two seasons. I am very sorry. Never mind. And for you, Mr. Dom, last question. Uh last guess.
0: Uh pick a random Premier League team. Um Southampton.
1: Southampton. Is not on the list, I am afraid. Unfortunately, Mister. You only had five out of five there. No, unfortunately, not the other ones. You could have had, but there were obviously, well, not obviously because you didn't know them. And did. <laughs> West, West, West Ham one, Fulham one, February two thousand nineteen, where Babel scored after two minutes, and you could have had. You said Burnley. You could have had Oldham Athletic in the FA Cup in January 2019, where Oldham Athletic won 2 1 at Craven Cottage. And you could have had Leicester City. Fulham won Leicester City won on December 2018. And I believe, I believe that's all of them. So you guys got a good yeah, you guys got a good hefty match. You guys got seven in total. But that means in total, Marty has three and Matt Dom has seven. So there is also play for in the final round. And the final round is, as you know, guess the player. All right, and the rules are, I lay, I, I lay out facts, and if you get fat number one, you get eight points. If you get from fat number two, seven points, and so on and so forth. So I will start as we go. So it's guess the player. Fingers by your imaginary buzzer. This player is six foot tall. Mm-hmm. Fulham were his third English club. Next fact. He made 153 appearances in all competitions. Mm -hmm. He retired from the game in 2010. Mm -hmm. He won a gold medal representing his country at the 2002 Olympics. Mm -hmm. He came off the bench to score on his Fulham debut at Loftus Road. <sighs>
0: oh. Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have a go. Go on, uh, Inamoto.
1: Inamoto, I'm freezing you. Then we'll find He's out. He's
0: six foot tall. Is he? For fuck's
1: sake. Well, never mind. Next one. He was. At, he was the club captain.
2: Luis Borlotti. Yeah.
1: Okay. And the final facts, I'll freeze you there. The final friends only Clint Dempsey has scored more Premier League, Premier League goals for Fulham. I'm going to say that again. I sounded drunk. Only Clint Dempsey has scored more Premier League goals for Fulham. Take a bow, Brian McBride. Oh! Yeah! There you are. The gold
0: medal um, was a, threw me. Yeah, free. I
1: know. I know. I, I thought we had this one before, but evidently not. Um, all right. So that makes Matt Dom has seven and Marty has three. So Matt, as your present, we will give you a beautiful stuffed tiger. How do you feel about that?
0: Great. Thank you so much.
1: Rar. Excellent. All right, thank you very much to my lovely co-host. Thank you for all for listening. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us. We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, and we are also on Spotify and Apple, iTunes, the regular stuff. We'll be back in a few days' time to have a little player focus and also to preview the Birmingham game. Come on, you whites. See you soon. <laughs>